This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Skeleton hands, yellow soap suds, and an orgy in the woods. We're talking about Deathbed, the bed that eats, and it was horrifying. So Horrified, the show where we talk about scary movies that are horrifying for all the wrong reasons. We're your hosts, Sadie. And Matt. And this week we're joined by Josh from our friends over at Four Nerds by Nerds. Hi. Welcome. We're so glad to have you. Thank you. It's great to be here. (laughs) Woo. We've talked about this for a while and finally it's all coming together. We doing it right this time. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. I've been this very is, excited. This is a good one to have a guest because there's many things to say. Right. Yes. Yes. So do you want to very... say anything about yourself and your nerd? Well, your I'm, a, I'm, I'm a Gemini, like oh, Long Walk okay. on the Beach. Cool. Scorpio, <laughs> Leo. Yeah. Uh, I do a podcast with my best friend, Ben, the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. We are a movie-centric podcast, which is what I like to say, um, but we cover pretty much anything pop culture, and we try to stick to doing like nerdy-ish news and movie reviews, but it's kind of whatever tickles our fancy. Like today, we did Top Gun. It's not nerdy, nice. but no, we just love it, so it's, it's mostly a movie podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, just because a lot of jocks and stuff like it doesn't mean it's not nerdy in a way. I mean, that's I, right. I think <laughs> painting yourself the colors of a football team and going out there and screaming with the colors on is kind of nerdy. So you know, <laughs> yeah, dressing up as dressed up as Tom Brady is just as absurd to me as dressing up as Batman. So <laughs> see, there you go. Exactly. That's what I've always said. <laughs> Okay, and so today Josh is here to talk with us about Deathbed, the bed that eats. Yes, which was suggested to us from one of our Twitter friends. I guess it's on Twitter, it's not friends. It's not like Facebook. They're followers, but we follow them back, so it's kind of like a friendship. Anyway, um, from the Streaming Thoughts podcast, which what I just did was a good example of streaming thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) That's what that sounds like in case you're wondering out there. (laughs) But yeah, so this was a movie suggestion by them. And as soon as I heard that name, I was like, oh my God, we have to do this movie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It sounds like a winner just from the title. (laughs) Not disappoint. It didn't. No. It was not the type of eating bed that I was expecting. No. I was expecting like a peewee, you know, the chair from Peewee Herman? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Flops and talks. Oh, see. I was thinking it was going to be like a Murphy bed. And so like when it would like go up into the wall or whatever, it would like that's when it would eat people. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Yes, like a giant Venus flytrap. When it was yeah. not that kind of bed, I was actually very shocked. I was like, well, how's it going to eat people? This is just ludicrous now. <laughs> I was hoping it would fold in half and there'd be teeth involved. Oh, yeah. Not that would have been cool Weird too. foam or whatever it is we got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
There was a noticeable lack of teeth on this bed. I was really hoping <laughs> yeah. for some teeth, and yeah. And yet, a lot, of, a crunching lot of munching sounds that kept neighbors up at night. That made the newspaper about munching sounds in the <laughs> middle of the night. Did you notice that? And it always just sounded like he was eating an apple. It was it always did. very just... <laughs> I am positive. I am 100% positive the sound guy literally was just sitting in front of a microphone eating an apple. Yes. But you never uh, see it chew anybody. No. It like dissolves things. They go and drinks wine. That's literally my first note is the first 57 seconds of this movie is just chewing noises. I thought something yeah, no. was wrong with it. I was like, oh my God, I sent Josh the wrong link. Like, because I hadn't watched it yet, but I was like, this Sounds like it. So yeah. this is what yeah, I, no, I probably got a bad copy or something like <laughs> yeah, that. I was no, like, they just chose no image. to have a black screen and chewing noises. <laughs> right. Which Did you watch the trailer that I sent you? Yes, yes, I did. But not it looks like it would be a much better movie than the movie that we got. <laughs> the production value seems much higher in the commercial. It was very weird. Yeah, it was very different. Um, can I? Draw? I was gonna wait till Sadie's rabbit hole. But, like, I really want to drop my bombshell. Okay. Because I just, I can't wait. So, you know the brother who goes looking for the girl? Yeah, the cross-eyed guy. He is. Bone hands. Yes, bone hands, right? <laughs> He's the dad from Boy Meets World. No. Yes, I see. Get the this fuck out of here. The, the reactions up. I just got. That's why I said it early. This is worth it. Yes. Oh, no. It's frozen. No. I literally, I was watching it, and there was, like, a weird face he made. And I was like, God, he almost looks kind of like, God, what's his name? I couldn't think of the, the actor's name. And I couldn't remember Boy Meets World, but I was like, he was the dad and something. And so I IMDb'd it. And, yeah, he was the dad in fucking Boy Meets World. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> right? I'm saying. And now like, I picture his face, it very much is, yeah. yeah. A young, like, frizzy-haired, Peter Frampton-looking version. Oh, like, <laughs> 70s out. Like, yes. Yes. With the bone hands. Oh, my God. That was one of my favorite parts. That's like the most improved actor ever. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's so bad in this. Everyone is so bad in this. Oh, but by the way, did anyone else think... That the um, the painting guy that he kind of looked like Robert our bat, yeah. yeah. I like to call yeah. him our bat <laughs> now instead of our cat. Right, like that's what I, I was like. Man, at a lot of angles, this really looks like it would be Robert Pattinson. Like, if they remade this movie, that's who they'd want to get. <laughs> I don't even understand what he was supposed to be. I thought for the majority of the movie he was a ghost, but then he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> right! Yes! I kept swearing that they must have explained it and I missed it. They, as to, like, how he got trapped in there. Only kind of explained it. So he was a painter... And he, this is my storytelling mode. And he was like, he lived in that castle, I guess, thing, mansion, whatever it was. And he was dying of tuberculosis. And he was like making all these paintings and stuff. And he, because he was dying of tuberculosis, apparently when the bed tried to eat him, he decided, no, I'm not really going to eat you because, and like the guy even said, he's like, was it because I was diseased and saw, like with his weird voice, um, that you didn't eat me or whatever. 
So instead, he's, I guess because the bed is supposed to be kind of possessed by a demon, maybe he's kind of like a familiar or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, he gives, I mean, it was not a very interesting thing that was happening. But I, I mean, I just kept waiting for the explanation because I was so annoyed about it. I was just like, is he just sitting behind the painting? Why can't he talk then? Like, if he's just sitting there, just break through it, man. Yeah, the whole demon side story thing was very weird, very not well explained, and just kind of thrown together at the end of, like, in the last, like, 40 minutes. It's like, oh, by the way, here's the real explanation of everything from this whole movie, and now we're done, and continue on. And this naked chick is going to just come yeah, out the ground. Yeah, that It was very <laughs> weird. It was very bizarre. I feel, this is my theory, that the yellowy liquid that, like, which, by the way, where is it? Because they show under the bed. Like, is it supposed to be, we're imagining that it's, like, within the mattress or something? Was it supposed to be bile? Because that's all I could imagine it to be, is that it was supposed to be bile. Yeah, it just looked like dirty foam. Yeah. Like soap suds where you had washed grease off of something. and then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and like it was drinking alcohol. So does the bed get drunk? I don't know. It also ate chicken. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it ate chicken and then put the bones back into yes, the bucket. Yeah, <laughs> the bones back and the apple core like, came back. I yeah. was like, what is the point of that? And the, and the bottle. It only wanted the contents. It, didn't want the, it only wanted the wine. It right. brought yeah. the bottle back. Gave the that was back. so weird. That whole scene is so weird. They're like the worst couple ever. Right. Yes. Well, and yeah, they show up to this weird bed with their pre-fuck snack of champagne and a bucket of chicken. That was very bizarre. Yes. This is our picnic. One, like one apple, or maybe there was two apples, a bucket of chicken, and yeah, I think it was wine. <laughs> like that was very bizarre. Yeah. And then that man made out with the side of her face. Yes. <laughs> when the when the curtains were closing on the bed for the bed to finally start eating them, she's looking dead into the camera and he is sucking onto her cheek <laughs> like he's supposed to be making out with her mouth. And she just didn't know this what was happening in the scene. It was very awkward. <laughs> well, one of those little fish that you buy to clean the sides of your fish tank. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> well, and like, that's the only time the curtains close for the bed to eat, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like that was the only time. It was very modest. Just to the yeah. Of the movie. Yeah, just for that one. It's like, I'm going to cover this up. Well, and so they show the spinning newspaper headlines to give I you like backstory. Oh so they spin it. They all have the same picture. They just taped over the headline with and black you- electrical tape. And so, <laughs> but one of the headlines said thousands have disappeared. Yes. I and wrote I that like, down too. Thousand <laughs> in this bed, in this house in the middle of nowhere. Thousands have disappeared. Well, no, I think the bed had used to be in the city. Because the painter said something about you should have been in the city, but you got greedy or whatever. And like, so I guess somehow it got moved out to the whatever. But yeah, I was like, people don't notice these thousands just disappearing when they go to this one room of a house. Like, and then it said strange munching sounds heard at night. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Echoing through the hills. Oh. Sinister apple crunching. <laughs> 
so many times the choices they made were amazing sometimes so amazing in the like the best way of like this is the worst choice to have made for your movie but it has made it amazing i enjoyed it so much <laughs> after all the spinning newspapers they introduced like our main characters of susan and then denise was the friend and then Denise's friend. Sharon, I think. Sharon, yeah. Sharon. They, they start you with Susan and get all of her inner thoughts and who she is and why she's on this trip with them and what she's worried about. And then she dies like three minutes later. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she was supposed to be the main character. That, me too. That threw me off. And I was like, why is she so suspicious of these ladies? She keeps like looking at them being like, oh, there's something weird and like chewing on her lip or whatever. And she had like the cross necklace that they showed her. And I was like, are they like bringing her for like a demon sacrifice? This is going to get interesting. The character that gets any backstory yeah. and she dies first. Don't really know shit about the other two, except that dad from Boy Meets World, his sister had run away apparently and ran away quite often because he was very <laughs> callous about her running away. Whoever he was talking to on the phone, too. Yes. He's like, yeah, I'm looking for my sister. Do you know where it is? Yeah, this is her brother. Yes, I'm sure she's my sister. Right. Yes. And there was no time for responses in between, so I don't know who the fuck he was talking to. <laughs> I don't know. It's so bizarre. In fact, the person I feel we find out the least information about is the one who it lives the longest out of the three of those women. Yeah. Like, Jan Brady. Yes, yeah. yes. Ever down is Jan Brady in my notes. Yes, nice. That's very fitting. Yes. I thought that it was going to be something about them bringing her there to sacrifice her, or it was going to be something about her finding out that they were lesbians because this is in the 1970s, and so that would be like super taboo and she had like the cross on so I thought she was going to think that somehow there all of it was in my head we didn't find out any of that I don't know why she was really why she was with the, what point there was to her being there other than to have her killed yeah. like, before you know it her, she's being sawed by her own Christ necklace that she had right. and it's sawing back and forth on her neck and then that cuts to under the bed and it's filling with blood and then back to her neck that's not bleeding and then back under the bed filling with blood. <laughs> I know. It's like, is it supposed to be cutting through her neck? Because yeah. I'm not seeing yeah, that's happening. It. It's very bizarre. It's going to leave a red mark probably. <laughs> well, and like when she got naked to like when she was changing her clothes, I have to, you know, mime it. She was like changing her clothes or whatever. The bed was making some very suspicious sounds that I did not enjoy and did not like. Did anyone else notice that and catch that? That makes a lot of noises. Yes, the bed makes a lot of noises. But I particularly noticed that when she was becoming undressed, in fact, when her 
her chest was laid bare, I noticed the bed seemed to be making almost panting noises. And then there was also kind of like almost like a sloshing noise sound. This was a very horny bed. Make no mistake. I was very disturbed. Maybe it was the guy behind the painting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was just back there panting and moaning. He hasn't seen a lady in many moons. (laughs) He's he's stuck back there. He might as well get a show. I'll have to rewatch it and see if the painting starts rocking back and forth. Shaking a little bit. I did not notice any movement of the painting, but yeah, now I'm thinking it deserves a second watch just for that, <laughs> just to see what happens with that. Well, and I, I loved how the Robert Pattinson guy trapped behind the painting, his like main function in the movie seemed to be to explain the history of the bed to the bed. <laughs> like, oh, you know, you did this 200 years ago. And, then you this. and it's like, the bed, though. He's like a, he's like a bitchy alcoholic stepmom. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you didn't go to Julia, did you? You'll never be as good as your sister. The futon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes, and I did wonder that a few times throughout the movie. I was like, why are you telling the bed this? It was there. Yeah, he never, he only speaks like telepathically. His mouth right. never moves. And then a lot of the characters randomly will speak to each other like kind of telepathically and their mouths won't move. I yeah. didn't get that. There was a lot of inner monologue stuff going on. But yeah, it would sometimes almost seem like the characters could hear what they were saying when they did that. But then sometimes it was like they didn't. And I don't know. It was a very weird thing to have just turn on and off. I thought it was just going to be for that one character. Yeah, yeah but you got to hear yeah. a lot of people's inner thoughts. And if we could hear all of their inner monologues, why couldn't we hear the bed one? Like, surely the bed has some kind of thought process. Maybe that's what Pattinson was for, was to speak for the bed. <laughs> I speak for the bed. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Lorax. He's the Lorax. Lorax. <laughs> Yes, and he has all those like creepy like rings when they go into like the of like where all those rings and they weirdly go off on like the story that they spend the longest amount of time on that we find out has actually nothing to do with the bed at all and why it is this way was the weird orgy thing. The orgy. <laughs> the that whole thing seemed like it was a skit from Drunk History. <laughs> a man sitting there smoking. Yes, yes. Well, one of those guys, so like, this weird. business guy, like hopped, the, hopped under the sheets in a full three-piece suit. Full suit. <laughs> you see all the people under the bed, or like under the sheets going at it already. And he's like, I want some of that. And just gets in, in his suit. <laughs> Holds the sheet open for his partner first. <laughs> it was very bizarre. They, yeah, they went through this whole weird montage of all these people that the bed had already eaten. Yes. And there was like an old lady reading a lesbian porno yes. newspaper. Oh, yeah, I have it written yes. down here. Yeah. <laughs> Oral lesbians is what it yes. says. <laughs> The priest was my favorite. He was sitting in the bed because he was sitting in the bed reading his Bible. And just all of a sudden, like, the foam starts to come up, and he's just like, ooh, ooh. I know it's called him Reverend, hmm? (laughs) (laughs) 
love it. Oh my God, I loved his reaction so much. And like, that was another place when I laughed out loud. And then when you had the like gangster guys who were sitting and they start shooting at it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They shoot at it straight down and neither of them tries to get up off the bed. They're, and neither, they're not like screaming. They're not like, oh my God, save us. They're just like, Hmm. After one of the That's gangster guys gets eaten, the second gangster guy takes his gun and tries to shoot, and it's <laughs> yeah. out of bullets. And then he just goes, "I'm being eaten alive," <laughs> to, to no one. Like I don't think a single person in this movie reacted to any of these situations the way a real human being would react. Yeah, no. They had some like some deaths would be loud there was a one or two where the people screamed then some were like suspiciously quiet like i mean even when the other lady but like the second one out of the three friends to die and she like had her legs stuck in it and then they had her pants that were obviously just like dipped into red paint and she's dragging herself across the floor. I'm like, your friend is out there. Why are you not screaming? Help me. My legs have been dissolved by acid. Help me. The bed's trying to kill me. We had to watch her drag herself across the floor for probably 10 minutes. Oh, my God. It was so long. It was And so all she's long. doing is. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, that's all. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not just like help, a little grunt. Please. Is there anybody there? I know. I was like, this is going on forever. And she has not cried out for help once who does that it was maddening and then the sheet just wraps around her and pulls her back why has it not been doing that that was the only scene in the movie i liked that i thought was filmed well when she was being dragged back towards the bed yeah and i was like this looks good where's the the rest of this i think my oh no go ahead my favorite line in the movie is when they're looking for the first girl that went missing. They say she probably got herself in a bear trap or quicksand. <laughs> <laughs> the two most logical answers for when you can't find somebody. I, I, I can't be sure which of the two. But it was one of those two for sure. Those are definitely the two. And we're not going to go look for her. <laughs> she might be bleeding to death or, you know, sinking to the depths of the earth. But let's sit down for a picnic because I'm hungry. So like, and then they like flashed to the girl in the coffin underneath. It took forever for them to come back to her. So basically they essentially described her as the bed's mother in a way, because she is like, so she was a woman who like this demon took human, like, came along and took human form because it saw her and was like, ooh, I love her, I must have her. Because well, you're missing the very important detail of that that demon oh. was a tree first. Oh, that's right, it was a tree. Then he turned into air, <laughs> and <laughs> then he was a man. <laughs> took human form. Because it wanted to bed her, it created a bed, and they bedded each other on that said bed, <laughs> And then she died because humans aren't supposed to have sex with demons. So she like died, but didn't really die because he was like, the painter guy was like, she's that she basically is in like this eternal state of not, not dead, not alive. Like he is. Um, But she's like in the coffin looking like sleeping beauty and that the demon was so sad that it went back into the tree 
And so the bed is basically the children of these two. You paid a lot more attention than I did. I was I super into it. I was so into it. Are you kidding me? I thought this was so highly entertaining because it was so absurd. It was just so absurd. It had me, man. Like I was from the moment like I realized that the ten minute munching scene in the beginning with just black screen and munching was a choice. I was like, I am sold. <laughs> this is it. But yeah, and so it went back in the tree, and only once every ten years does that demon sleep, and then the bed can't do its bed shit anymore, and the painter guy for some reason is allowed to speak. Once every 10 years, he can speak outside of the painting? Yeah. Oh, my God. Which he does to, like, say, run or something. And, like oh, that's right. He, oh, he gives her the instructions. That's right. He gives her the instructions <laughs> on how to defeat. And then it's all like, by the way, I told you you would survive, but I had to trick you. I knew you wouldn't do this otherwise. And just sounds all, like, taunting about it. of like, oh, you're going to die. Like... Bye, bitch. Like, <laughs> brother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if Robert Pattinson was doing a Niles Crane impression. Like, <laughs> I love it. They don't say anything about how the painting guy knew all these rituals. Yeah. yeah he knew everything about this bed, I guess, just from being trapped near it for so long. That's what I'm thinking is that it, like, because I feel like maybe they mentioned it somehow, but I don't really remember. As in, I remember all this other shit, but I don't remember that. If they really mentioned how it's like, I feel like he can read the bed's thoughts. But I'm like, again, so that means it has an internal monologue that you can apparently read. So why can't we hear it? It was a buddy comedy that took place before this. So him and the bed like, learning to live with each other. Their version of Odd Couple. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I want that to be a thing now. That would be hilarious. He teases him like a like a fat kid. <laughs> yes. He's like you can't control yourself, you little piggy. <laughs> <laughs> right, like very reminiscent of Lord of the Flies. <laughs> On a standard sized bed. Oh my God. The biggest, most important part is the bone hands. The, I mean, oh my god, god that's right. right we haven't even talked about that well, it was so, beautiful yeah so after <laughs> the girl gets her legs eaten and is dragged away and then pulled back into the bed her friend just sits next to the bed and cries instead of fleeing from there she just cries and then her brother shows up and sticks his hands in the bed and doesn't scream as we look and see his hands are melting off in this acid. And he's just like, oh. No, he pulls out two <laughs> skeleton hands yes. and neither person has a reaction at all. And they are, I'm sorry, <laughs> just look at them. for people who have not watched it, you need to understand that they're not just like bone hands. They're like pure clean bleached like no cartilage no like lingering ligaments no little bit of skin like they are straight 
out of like the skeleton that sat in the corner in your science class. Yeah. Like they were just perfect condition. There are more than one shot where you can see his hand in the sleeve holding on to the end of the skeleton <laughs> hands. You can see his thumb and shit holding on to it. <laughs> I did not notice that, but it definitely had that look. And yeah, I was like, you don't show any ligaments or cartilage or anything. Why are they still just sitting there? And then <laughs> start to fall and he's like the cartilage is decaying now you're saying <laughs> it way too energetic compared to how he said it <laughs> that's fair one piece falls off and he goes oh the cartilage is decaying you have to break my hands off yeah he's like i can't bear to see it done you have to do it and she's like like wrenches it off <laughs> But you can see the pins. You can see the individual <laughs> yes. pins as each piece falls off. Well, I'm like, when he first showed up there and she's just sitting there, again, has not, like, the bed doesn't seem to be holding her there. She hasn't, like, gotten up to try to run, run away, run to the road, at least sit by the car, even though it wasn't working or whatever. Um, no, she just sits beside it. And then he gets in there and there's, like, the eyeball thing. Was oh, that yeah. one eyeball? Was it multiple eyeballs? And why did it look like that? <laughs> and it rolled. When it rolled, it made the sound <laughs> of a marble. It was like he was playing Dungeons and Dragons with the eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was like, eyeballs are soft and squishy. Yeah, they They're they mostly the water. Yeah, it doesn't make the sound of a freaking marble rolling on hardwood floors. Was it supposed to be a glass eye? I don't think so. I think it was supposed to be just an eyeball. I know that their plan becomes to go back out to the woods and then somehow the bed is out there too and she launches her brother down this hill. Like she had, They're trying to escape and she has to get them down this dirt hill and just gives them like the well, and I think, I think the way the bed got there is that because of like with the sticks and stuff that they, they took and the bones of like the friend and his hand and stuff like that, that they put around um, the bed and everything. When they lit that on fire, I think the bed was like, I have to go. And apparently the only other place it could go was in the other like circle thing they made out in that field where it had been before and where the demon woman somehow just magically is up out of the dirt and suddenly naked was not naked in the coffin. Mind you, she was wearing like a white dress thing comes up out of the coffin naked and then goes and like pulls over the brother from behind the thing yeah. and lays him down and then the bed bursts into flames because it can't watch its mommy naked making out with this yeah, guy. Bone hands. This dead girl fuck her brother. Basically. And then what happens to Robert Pattinson? You oh, I think he... Because I feel like they showed that he just, like, that he was going to cease to exist or whatever. And he's like, that's better than this existence of being stuck don't be sad he was kind of a dick man <laughs> like when that woman started smoking and he's like ah cigarettes and then the woman dies and he has the cigarette and he's like yes this was worth it <laughs> i don't care that this woman died for this Fair enough. <laughs>
The incredible timing of all of this as well. It's like, this, <laughs> this can only happen every 20 years. They just happen to be there. Yep. And then you need bone dust to do this ritual. Well, luckily, your brother's hands were just broken off, and we right. threw them into the fire piece. So now we have the exact materials that we exactly. need. Exactly. It just all was super fortuitous. And like, and the bed is able, you know, to take a sheet and wrap it. But somehow, I mean, I guess because it had lost its power. But like, why did it just let the girl sit there? for? Why didn't it take its sheet thing and pull her into the bed and eat her before the brother ever got there. Like what? I don't know the bed's motivations because the bed didn't get to speak for itself. Okay. Our Pat just kept doing the talking for the bed. For all we know, the bed was like, I don't want to do this. Why am I like this? <laughs> he says it's me, but it's him. <laughs> We don't know his side of the story yet. <laughs> the director of this movie must have been the most smooth-talking person in the world, too. How he got every single female character in this movie to do full frontal nudity. <laughs> There's not a woman in this movie except for that old lady that does not get naked. <laughs> the only one that should have. <laughs> she loves those oral lesbians. Yeah. She was all raring to go. <laughs> anyway, it was the 70s. This, I've noticed that so many horror movies, especially like the lower the budget of a horror movie in the 70s and early 80s, the more female nudity there is. Very rarely is there male nudity, especially not full frontal. But there is a lot of unnecessary female breastuses. Yeah. It's like, this is my only chance. I might not get another movie. Let me show it all while I can. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking to us. No. And you were like, okay, so this is my chance to say what like, to, like I've got to show you that guys this. And I was like, what did they have to show us that has to do with what we were just talking about? <laughs> I was like, where are we going with this, man? <laughs> I'm going to need you to calm down, lady. <laughs> oh, my brain is not with us tonight. <laughs> but yes, I see what you're saying. I think it's probably actually more of a, no, just look at me like I'm normal so that we can move on. You're looking at me like I'm going to laugh again, and then I will. <laughs> like, no, we'll move on. So, like, anyway, I think it probably more likely was like a nobody knows you from anything yet. If you want to make it big, you have to be in our movie, Deathbed, The Bed That Eats, and so you got to show your tits if you want to be in this movie. And we're going to make your career. <laughs> That's how I see that going down. Either pull them out or we'll find somebody that will. No, but you know that's exactly how that kind of crap was oh, happening. Yeah, it's still how shit like that happens. So that's my theory on that. On why so many 70s and 80s horror movies have a lot of tits and bush. 
We can move on now. <laughs> I'm just trying to see if there's anything else important that I wanted to say and cover. <laughs> we want everyone sitting there on the edge of their seat to know if there's something else. Oh, yeah. When it was drinking the Pepto because it's, it kept <laughs> bleeding. So, like, it kept bleeding. And our Pat was like... Oh, why do your insides bleed when you see her and like all that stuff, right? And then it gets the Pepto out of the suitcase. I wonder if there is more pain for that product placement. I don't know, but it had an ulcer. The bed had an ulcer. The bed has no body, but it had an ulcer. Like, oh, this is a whole bucket of fried chicken. What do you expect? <laughs> It was that damn fried chicken. <laughs> oh my God. The scenes themselves were crazy. It just cuts to a tank full of acid and they're just randomly yes. dropping shit in it and watching it dissolve. Yes. And like, it doesn't look at all like it's something being sucked down. It like, it just looks like splash. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just has bubbles foaming around it and you're like, oh, I guess that's, it dissolving it and you hear munching sounds and that's about it yeah well it has to be some kind of like portal to hell and get because the mattress itself is like three inches thick it's a very like small mattress and people are just sinking their whole it's bodies <laughs> we were clear on that is it it's a, it had an ulcer babe true it's like i swear it's yellow the goo like not i don't even want to say goo because it's not gooey but it's like, yes, I think it was supposed to be bile, like digestive fluids, and that it's just a giant stomach that it goes into, but somehow makes mouth noises. It does, and it slurps the blood out of the sheets. Now yeah. you're asking the important questions. Right. <laughs> um, I'll also say the opening credit scene didn't take place until 10 minutes and 33 seconds into the movie into a 70 minute long movie and then it pops up 10, 11 minutes oh, in again. Oh yeah, after that first yeah, cuz well cuz you had, you know, 7 minutes of the munching sound. Breakfast as it said. Yes, as the breakfast. And then lunch and dinner or supper or dinner. And I don't understand is there not more to that house? Is it just that one cellar with the bed in there? Because it, it seemed like the rest of the house was locked up and they couldn't get in, but the bed would open the basement door for them to get in. Okay, so there was no entrance from the house into the cellar, I guess. Because that's what I had assumed there would I'll be. I'll call the architect that designed it and see. You do that <laughs> and get back to me because I have questions for him or her, or them, when they, like, first, like, set fire to the thing that was, like, to trap the bed and, like, set it on fire or whatever, the bed screamed in pain. And I was like, what the hell? Well, the bed that, yeah, doesn't have a mouth or anything screams in pain, but none of these people can. Like, all these people are so quiet when they're in pain. <laughs> that was very weird to me. I just was really bothered by the people not screaming. Yeah, I'm sorry. It really has bo it bothered me a lot. At times, if this wasn't from the 70s, I would have thought that it was like a script that like an AI computer wrote <laughs> just based on all of, like <laughs> random things that it had collected on the internet. Yes. Yes. 
I was like, I have a new appreciation for Rocky Horror Picture Show because some of the very weird, cheesy things that they would do in that movie that I'm like, mm, I've never seen a horror movie like that. It was like, oh no, they, they, they are that bad here. <laughs> like, they really were. And I love Rocky Horror Picture Show, by the way. No, so you don't think that I'm saying I didn't like it before, but now I love it. I'm saying I already loved it, and now I love it even more. I think this movie is amazing, guys. I really do. In fact, my heart kind of hurt when both of you kept being like, oh, this movie was terrible. And I'm like, yeah. Terrible in the right way. But yeah, terrible to me. Terrible in all the best ways. We found it. This is the <laughs> best, worst horror movie. <laughs> we are done. Our journey is over. It's got to be the worst movie I've ever seen. So, I mean, that has to be something. <laughs> yes. How should we wrap? I don't know. We're, we don't normally wrap it up like this. You normally just... We don't normally have a guest. That's well, true. Josh, do you want to tell people how to listen to Foreigners by Nerds? And how oh, yeah. Find you guys? Absolutely. We are pretty much everywhere podcasts are found. Once in a while, people tell me about one, and I'm just like, I don't know how to fix it, so <laughs> I guess we're not going to be on Google Play right now. <laughs> but yeah, iTunes, Spotify, all the, all the big ones. Uh, we are on Twitter, at FNBN Podcast. We are on Instagram and Facebook at FNBN, the number four and the letter U. We have a Public store which is super fun. Uh, all sorts of stuff on there. And yeah, hit us up on Twitter. It's the best place to interact with us. If you want to write into the show and get a shout out, that's the best way to do it. And you guys should listen. All our, our Soho's out there should <laughs> listen the <laughs> because I am the first lady okay. of Four Nerds right. by Nerds. It is. I have my title. As the first lady, and so as the first lady of Four Nerds by Nerds, I command you to go listen to them. <laughs> you should do it. Give them a listen because they're awesome. Well, and thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. It was super fun. Yeah. Thank you for showing me this awful, awful movie. <laughs> You'll never forget it. You're welcome. No, you will never forget it. I think I want to rewatch it at least once a year. And so that brings us to best and worst. Best and worst. Our best and critically worst. acclaimed segment <laughs> where we uh, find the best reviews that we can find for the movie and the worst reviews that we can find. I have the pleasure of reading the good this week. Mm -hmm. um, this movie on Rotten Tomatoes uh, does not have an official tomato meter score. There are not enough professional critic reviews. <laughs> uh, it has a 30% audience score, and on IMDb, it has a 4.3 out of 10. Our good review comes courtesy of someone named G. Meldrum on Amazon. <laughs> he had a lot to say about this movie. Okay, so I'm ready. I'm interested. Get ready. I'm ready. Deathbed is an absolutely unique piece of super low-budget American 70s horror. The plot, such as it is concerns a demonic four-poster bed that consumes anyone who foolishly uses it as a place of repose. <laughs> I feel like we should get Fraser to read this. because Yes, that would be great. <laughs> Narrating our little tale in a decidedly deadpan manner is the ghost of Victorian artist Aubrey Beardsley, 
Trapped inside one of his own paintings near to the bed, Beardsley reveals some of the bed's sordid and frequently extremely comic history in flashback, whilst in the present day, the starving piece of Baroque furniture proceeds to consume anyone it can, generating gouts of acidic mustard-colored froth and dragging hapless, topless women within its honey-toned liquid interior. Okay. Uh, he's, he's got he's me. trying to get a job. He is right. definitely trying to get a job. Frankly, if the sheer bizarreness of this paragraph hasn't won you over yet, this is probably not the film for you. But the blackly comic tone really makes this a one-of-a-kind production, at times strangely reminiscent of a more bloody nightmarish take on Monty Python-esque humor. I don't think they were trying to be funny. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that was the goal. <laughs> Moving on. The dark humor is unquestionably the defining feature of the film, but this is not to suggest it does not have an extremely sadistic streak. Just watch the sequence in which one character makes an incredibly protracted escape, only to be foiled by a deft use of cotton sheets. (laughs) (laughs) Overall, then, this is by no means a film for everyone, nor necessarily for your typical horror buff, as if such a thing exists. But if you're prepared to appreciate George Barry's delicious mix of ludicrous wit and cruel, perverse slaughter, then a rest on the bed that eats may be just what you need. Yeah, I, I still, I don't think that they were trying to be funny. I, I think, really don't think they were aiming for that, no. No, I think they were trying to make a... Scary, artsy movie. Right. It should be mentioned that the name of the artist is actually never stated, but they believe it's supposed to be Audrey Beardsley. Audrey? Was that? Aubrey Beardsley. Aubrey Beardsley, something like that. Because the paintings in the artist's room, or the drawings in the artist's room, were renditions of his work, and he also died of tuberculosis, like the bed says, or like the artist says in the movie. Wow. Okay. So, that's why. Did he look like a Robert Pattinson? (laughs) (laughs) We looked at a picture of him yesterday, remember? He did not look like Robert Pattinson. (laughs) Oh, Damn it. I forgot. Um, I have to do mine. I was like, okay, I'm just chilling, waiting. All right. So I've got the bad and we've got a few short bad reviews and then something a little special. (laughs) Okay. So August Walker on Google says, it's movies like this that make me wish I lived in Soviet Russia in the 40s when cinema was illegal. I think that's a bit of an extreme position to take. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's someplace he's always wanted to live, and this is just his excuse now. Soviet Russia in the 40s? Yeah. <laughs> Sounded <laughs> magical, honestly. <laughs> okay. Um, Kaylee Maxwell says, I have not actually watched this movie yet. Well, why the fuck are you writing a review if you haven't watched it? Okay, sorry. Anyway. I've not actually watched this movie yet, but I added it to the list and it looks super cool. So I will give it three stars for now. If it doesn't change, assume the movie killed me and adjust to one star, please. (laughs) Okay. The last line was funny, but like. It hasn't changed. Seriously, woman. So I guess this movie killed her. I guess so. I don't know how to adjust it, but. Yeah, I don't either. Um, Okay. Dick D on Rotten Tomatoes said, 
Don't waste your time. This movie is hot garbage. The surreal dreamlike tone and ridiculous concept are not enough to save what is an essentially worthless experience. Even at an hour and 17 minutes, this movie drags and feels like forever. I was bored to tears the entire time and no amount of boobies can save this movie. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. No amount. No amount. The film could be filled with nothing but boobies boobs. and it would not save this movie okay so the last thing we have is from somethingawful.com and they gave us actually a list of alternative um titles they didn't give us oh. they published their own but well no they gave it to us personally <laughs> yeah they hand delivered it by a bike messenger Except, is this? I don't think this is supposed to be a list of alternate titles. I no, think it's a list like of alternate continu- movies, continuations in the right. franchise. Right. So if this if this franchise was to become a franchise, because it's not really yet, um, this is where George Barry should go with it. Death Shed, the shed that sort of collapses when you go inside it. Death Bread, the bread that chokes. <laughs> Murder Lead, the gun that shoots. Deathbed, the bed that old people die in. A solemn, detailed look at furniture supply for hospices. <laughs> death doggy bed, the bed that causes dog death. Well, that's just sad. That'd be the scariest one. Right? Oh, my God. Diddle fridge, the fridge that diddles. <laughs> Was this written by Frank Reynolds? <laughs> Choke sofa, the sofa that strangles. Satan's Ottoman, the footrest that consumes your soul. (laughs) And that's all they've got for us. Sounds interesting. Sounds interesting. I'd probably watch a few of those. Yeah. Well, that means it's time for... Sadie's Rabbit Hole! Yeah! Back to yeah? Yeah, I I guess so. Oh, good. I'm glad. Really, I just... I look at you, and if you're looking... Looks like you expect more from me. I just add to it. (laughs) I aim to please, my dear. The film in itself is very interesting and fascinating, right? But so is kind of the story of how it came to be known and become kind of like a cult classic. So the film was... It started filming in 72 and 70... And like filmed through like 73, I guess. It was um, shot in this mansion in detroit that is no longer there it no longer exists or like outside of detroit or whatever too many people just kept showing exactly up and to sleep exactly in the so it was demolished it had an estimated budget of around thirty thousand dollars but the film never actually had like an official release until 2003 the director george barry like, I don't know what happened between 73 and 77. I think he was shopping around for distributors because he was trying to find, he wanted to do a theatrical release. And so he was going around to different <laughs> distribution companies. Nobody, Nobody it. wanted it. Right. And so then I guess he gave up on the, the theatrical release thing and started looking at the idea of a VHS release because, you know, the 70s. And he uh, found there was this like small distributor in the uk that was like okay we'll give you a thousand dollars to release this on vhs if you but you have to have in credits because it didn't have any in credits it just at the end said deathbed the bed that eats directed by um george barry 1977 or whatever 
So this, this is credits. <laughs> right. No. And he, but apparently it was going to cost like $3,000 to actually have completed credits. So Barry what? was like, I can't afford. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I guess it's late seventies. Computer work yeah. is you more difficult. Just, yeah. <laughs> boot up your regular computer. Right. And, and so, you know, he's like, it, he didn't have the money and, you know, he was only getting a thousand for the deal anyway. So, um, he wasn't able to do it, but somehow like a, pirated like i guess somehow distributors who had been viewing the film or something got a copy and put it onto vhs and so it started to circulate throughout the uk and even making it as a vh a pirated vhs it even went into like australia they someone took the pirated vhs and made a dubbed spanish version because they deserve to see this too right and so george barry the director and writer didn't even know that this had happened he didn't know any of this until 2001 he was messing around on the internet late at night and saw people talking on this like board discussion board or whatever about this movie deathbed the bed that eats (laughs) and talking about yeah he was like wait you mean the movie i've got like sitting and getting collecting dust in my attic like wait a second what and so he started and realized that it had had this pirated vh and had developed this cult following and so through that like i guess he connected with some people and um a company ended up like he got his first technical like his technical uh, theatrical release um in 2003 a theater in san francisco played the movie and then um it got its first official dvd release as well and i think in 2013 it made it to blu-ray even oh i know and they updated it to hd the 4k version of this nonsense right and i guess for the dvd and everything they have george barry giving some commentary and stuff like that but do they have the dad from boy meets world <laughs> i'm not sure that they got william russ back a big deal now right yeah he's huge but yeah i just that was i thought that was weird and like just the idea of like having this w- random cult following 30 years yeah well and like all these people circulating it and talking about it and it becoming kind of this like well-known thing in certain circles and he had no idea. He was, um, oh, I can't remember what it said his job was, like teaching or something like that. And like, had ki- like he left filmmaking. He this is the only movie he ever directed and wrote. Um, like, this is his only credit. And so it's just, it's funny. It's, it's weird to think about that kind of thing happening. So anyway, we already know that um, the brother was the dad from boy meets world or became later became in his heart he already he already was was, yes the artist like the the um the character of the artist robert pattinson right robert pattinson not actually robert pattinson surprise (laughs) he was played by dave marsh Dave Marsh is best known as a music critic and was an early editor and helped start Cream Magazine. Okay. If you've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, is credited with coining the term punk for music, for punk music. And he's actually like fairly hated in music circles apparently Uh, because he like really doesn't like a lot of musicians um he's he's down as having said that like queen was they were 
It was like the fascists of rock and roll that they're demanding people to, and that Freddie Mercury's voice was like basically forgettable or whatever. And he had like ugly things to say about like Led Zeppelin and Journey and stuff like that. And be like, mm. But this was a piece of art he was willing to attach this, his name he to. He was. Yeah. And this was after, well, I guess it was 72, 73. So Cream Magazine started in like 71. Um, and so I guess he had just kind of started that, but it probably wasn't big yet. But anyway, um, he was mentored by um, Lester Bangs, who actually is well known and pretty well just. Dist- um, respected as like a big music critic. In fact, if you've seen, have you seen the movie Almost Famous? Yeah. Okay, good. I was gonna have to divorce you if you hadn't. I love the movie. <laughs> anyway, Lester Bangs was the character that Philip Seymour Hoffman was playing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that music critic who was well known. They even talk about Cream Magazine and stuff. And so, um, Dave Marsh was not as well known or respected as Lester Bangs, but he worked with Lester Bangs and, you know, Lester Bangs published stuff in cream magazine and so anyway i found that very interesting i was like what is this movie critic i mean uh, music critic randomly doing in this movie and he doesn't like seem to have any other real acting credits or anything it's like to the guy that made it i guess maybe now i'm wondering if he is G. Meldrum, who wrote our good review, <laughs> like pontificating and like that could be, that could be. You never know. I know he does like radio. He like hosts a radio show or something. Now I think he still does music criticism. You'd think that the comments about Queen being so and Led Zeppelin and Journey being so off and wrong would be what whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Journey seems to stand out in that grouping. Okay, well, yes, but those are the three main ones. Like, but don't stop believing. Come on. I mean, that's, that's a great a song. That's a great song. Yeah, yes, that is true. I'm not that big of a fan of the rest of Journey's work. But <laughs> that catalog is not bumping in your speakers all the time. Don't Stop Believing is amazing. Okay, so there is a, a play, a woman in 2014. I can't think of her name right now. Um, but she it was friends and like like dating or married to something. I, it was in the article and I didn't, it only gave like vague descriptions. Um, the guy who did the cinematography for this film. And so she ended up writing a play called Deathbed, The Bed That Bites. And it was at least in act one about, about like the, creating of this film filming it and the all those years that it went on as a cult class like becoming a cult classic and getting this following without george barry ever knowing and um and but it's more through the lens pardon the pun of the cinematographer (laughs) i see what you did there (laughs) um (laughs) it really focuses on what he wants to (laughs) yes but that had an opening in not like Broadway or anything. It was in Wilmington, North Carolina, um, in twenty fourteen. Broadway of the South, right? Exactly. So I don't know whatever happened with that, but that's interesting that there was this play that was written about this random rise to fame for these people. Fame. Well, within infamy. certain circles, yeah. There you go, infamy. Okay, but that's about all I have on the film and the actors because they're. Wasn't that much out there, and a lot of these actors never did anything again. So, um, I'm shocked, right? So, I was looking into weird haunted objects, 
and found out, I did not know this, that there is like a whole category on eBay dedicated to haunted objects. It is bananas. I'm going to buy so many. I swear to God. No, I told you this. No, no, no. Don't invite that crap into your house. Just Never. Like a painting and baby, a doll, and maybe a music box. <laughs> it's just. I hope you're prepared to live with those items out in the shed all on your lonesome. The four of you, <laughs> you and those three items, because. <laughs> and nothing else. You would clear the stuff that's already out there. Okay, and those items that are already out there because Sweet. I'm not lifting them <laughs> with all of Harper's old toys. Yeah. Like. <laughs> old car seats. <laughs> anyway, like 95% of what was on, I mean, that's not an exact figure, but you know, my estimation is 95% are dolls. And that just goes to stop buying freaking antique dolls. dolls. They look haunted, whether they are or not. So some of it's probably psychological, but... I got to get one Some that has the little teeth on the inside. Those are the creepiest. Where they you like, think this is funny. <laughs> I think it's It hilarious. is not. It would not go well for you. I assure you. I got to go buy a brand new doll and put it in like an old rusty box and tell you that it's haunted. That would go just as poorly for you as if you brought in a haunted op because I would react the same. My issue isn't thinking that something would definitely happen. My issue is don't fucking play with fire like why tempt it i don't think if i went out and like went to a crossroads and asked to me to sell my soul to a demon that a demon would actually show up but i'm not gonna try like why that was a random example uh <laughs> <laughs> that's what i did to get this podcast started too much supernatural <laughs> It's exactly what it was. But no, it's, you know, still, I'm not going to invite that crap into my life. I was trying to think of something that was like a obvious example of you have no need to do this. Why would you do it? <laughs> like, even if you think nothing will happen, why? Because I can beat him in a fiddle battle, so it won't matter. <laughs> Okay, anyway, so I'm going to share with you guys a few objects that I found that I thought were interesting and their descriptions were interesting. And later I will post on Twitter uh, the pictures of the items that I talk about because you have to see them. They're amazing. And these are things that are available on eBay right now. But as a disclaimer, if you go and buy them and then you're haunted for life... You can't blame me because I'm warning you that that's not a good thing to do and it's not smart. <laughs> you only have yourself to blame. Exactly. If you buy the cool, cool haunted items. So, so the first one is the like title or name or whatever is Paranormal Rand Toy Laughing Clown Doll Creepy Giggles Possessed Haunted. Yes. For $299.99. No. no. Yeah. And so apparently one of the other things, like one of the other objects or whatever said that they priced their objects very high so that it wasn't just people who were interested for curiosity's sake. They're like, no, only experienced paranormal people can buy this. And so 
I don't know if that's the what they're doing with this doll. But UPS driver that has to carry that right? thing in his truck. If he dies, he dies. Somebody okay. paid 300 bucks for it. Okay. So the description, the item description says, condition is used, ship with USPS priority. That's the interesting part. Um, release of liability. If doll is sold, I am not responsible for any type of paranormal activity it brings to your house. No returns accepted. Selling as is. Haunted antique rantoid clown doll named Randy. He laughs and vibrates when you press the belly. He has fallen down and we have heard the creepy laughs in the middle of the night. We are not sure of the info on him or his spirit. Also says that tickles. May have stains and discoloration. Please view care- uh, pictures carefully. So they're selling mm. a broken toy. Yes. And saying it might be haunted. So for $300. $300 for it. Right. Yeah. Like I was expecting there to be creepier stuff that also, would happen. Also, my kids spilled SpaghettiOs all over it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's stained up. But it is. Did I show you the picture? I didn't show you the picture. It's no. very creepy looking. Uh, Yeah, that's terrifying. It's like a hobo clown, but like a cute one. Uh, I mean. Trying to uh, cutesy one. Yes. Right. So the next one is haunted, paranormal, evil, spirit doll, demon, possessed, buyer beware, scary. This one's for $80 and it just looks like a baby doll. Okay. It doesn't look too, uh, although it's only got like one little tuft of hair. If the you head can see looks that. like the head that uh, they used in the first Toy Story to attach to the little oh, spider Oh, yeah, doll. it does. It does. But it's on just a regular baby doll. Yes. Okay. So, the description says, This doll was brought to us from someone who got her from Hell's Gate. Since receiving this spirit, we have tried numerous times to work with her. She is a very unsettled and disturbed spirit. I am afraid that she can't stay with us anymore. She is beginning to disturb my positive spirits. Oh, because that's something else they do on eBay is that you can buy things that they say are possessed by positive spirits who bring good energy. Casper type shit. Right. Buyer beware. When you see a mist appearing, then please take cover. If your cell phone- a mist? Hold on, what? <laughs> yeah. Take cover? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um- <laughs> <laughs> what did they put inside this doll? I don't know. Um, if your cell phone seems to not have service around her, then be aware. She is a very evil spirit. We thought we could help her, but we aren't equipped to deal with this kind of spirit. She has pushed my sister to the ground and pulled her hair. She will sometimes laugh hysterically and at other times shriek in pain. And this does not look like a doll that comes with a voice box. We... Are you saying the doll pushed somebody down? Yeah. Or the spirit that comes with I'm guessing with the doll it's the spirit that down. came with the doll. I'm <laughs> I guessing. Know. I don't know. It could be like a Chucky-like scenario where they saw the doll actually try to push the person down, but I'm guessing the spirit is what they're thinking. We really feel for how disturbed she is, but are quite frankly scared of her. My animals won't go into the same room as her. Also, she broke five of my plates when she was upset. <laughs> She was throwing I'm just a little imagining tantrum. Imagining the actual doll like climbing into the cabinet and nah, nah, <laughs> throwing plates on the ground. I said I wanted to keep watching Paw Patrol. <laughs> um. Anyway, if you feel that you can handle this disturbed spirit, then please help her. Many blessings, love, and light. And how, yeah, how much was that one again? That one was eighty dollars. Eighty dollars yeah. worth it. Okay. 
Yeah. Well, and I was thinking, I was like, if you really want to get this spirit out of your house, why are you pricing it so high? Like with that $300 doll, the $80 doll is a little bit more. And if it's ruining your life, just get Get rid rid of of it. it. Exactly. Why do you want to sell it to anyone anyway? Money on fire. Right. Um, pushed your sister down, down the, the stairs. stairs. Right. Why would you want someone else? To, ugh, I don't know. But there's also um, spirit mystery boxes where you can go. Yeah. Um, you buy a mystery box and supposedly it comes with an item that they have put a positive spirit into. So it will be possessed or haunted by a positive spirit, which I was like, well, that's strange. Um, anyway. So now we have this haunted ring, demon king conjuring, soul immortality, occult, black, magic, $99.99 with free shipping. It looks like a ram's head. It does look like a crazy devil head. Okay. Okay, we'll cut that one because I apparently didn't take a picture of its description. (laughs) So forget that. Okay. So last we have, because we were talking about a haunted, a demonic bed, right? We have a pair of Victorian style velvet chairs. Okay. The chairs that eat? (laughs) No, no. Um, Unfortunately, these are not munching chairs, but I'll read the description. So haunted spirit, metaphysical, supernatural, possessed Victorian revival chair set. Five hundred fifty-seven dollars and forty-nine cents with free local pickup. <laughs> <laughs> From where? Um, I don't know. It says ships at United. I didn't look at the location. I'm sorry. You always ask me questions I don't have the answer to. Put me on the spot. Okay, so this is the description here. This is not a malevolent spirit we're working with. Please note: local pickup only pair of Victorian Renaissance likely 50s vintage red velvet and walnut chairs with tufted backs and spirits attached. <laughs> Victorian, but it was from the 1950s. I think it's Victorian Renaissance style, but okay. probably made in the 50s. Gotcha. Yeah. These are husband and wife residual spirits, which I want to know, how do they know their husband and wife? Anyway, it doesn't explain that. Each continuously sitting in their individual chairs. This type of spirit is unaware of their surroundings and are unable to interact with humans. Residual hauntings are normally associated with activities of either great tragedy or great joy. Velvet is undamaged and walnut has very few small imperfections caused by wear over the decades. Very solid and usable if you don't mind someone on your lap. (laughs) Ghost man. Local pickup only sold a set. Uh, These are sold as a matching set of chairs only without guarantee of metaphysical activity. (laughs) I thought that was fascinating. But I also, yeah, like I want to know because they said that it's a residual haunting and so they don't like interact with the humans. So how do they know that it's a husband and wife? Like maybe it was their grandparents or something. Oh, could be or like. Well, they said likely from the fifty. Like yeah, or maybe they got it at an estate sale, and the husband and wife both had passed, so they assumed. And like <laughs> they had an old picture of them, and then that's what they see sitting in the chair. Maybe, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Time to make a movie. I guess so. <laughs> the chairs that the chair. snack. <laughs> um. So that's all I've got for you for today's rabbit hole. That was a good one. I'm glad you're entertained. I'm going to go buy all this stuff now. I swear to God, you have to stop joking about that. I am not even Or set up like a P.O. box for our Soho's to send haunted items to. No. If anyone sent haunted items, then 
I would die from fright and then go haunt them. Just saying. You wouldn't know where they are. They'd have a return address. I guess, yeah. So, I would know. <laughs> Plus, like, spirits know shit. <laughs> Patrick Swayze had to do a lot of detective work after he died. He didn't just know who killed him. Don't base your beliefs of ghosts on the movie Ghost. It seems pretty authoritative. Base it on ghost hunters, ghost adventures, supernatural, and ghostbusters. Obviously. <laughs> <Those> four exclusively. <laughs> That's your Mount Rushmore of ghosts. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so anyway, shall we rate this B? I imagine we might have similar ratings, but yes. Okay. What's our unit? Um, I had f- foamy discharges. Oh, okay. Um, bone hands. Bone hands. <laughs> yes. It was a striking image. Bone hands. But more movies should have bone hands. They should. It was very entertaining. I loved it. Less, less movies should have foamy discharges. That's very true. That's very true. Okay, so you want to go with foamy discharges? I'm guessing you seem to be leaning that I'm way. Putting my foot down. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I gave it five out of five. I feel like this is exactly what we invented the five out of five on our scale for. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely ridiculous in pretty much every way. If you want a terrible movie to watch, especially That's if you're highly intoxicated or something, right? Like, yes. or make a drinking game out of it or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's. It's great for all of that. Yes. Five out of five. Watch it. It's bonkers. I completely agree. I Yeah, I have said the same thing. Like, this is exactly the kind of crap we're looking for as far as, like, the pinnacle of the bad m- horror movie that's so bad that it's brilliant that, like, I adore it and recommend it to everybody. Like, for real. Like, and definitely it would be hilarious to watch, like... You know, sitting around drinking with your friends or whatever um, you're into. But um, it, yeah, no, I I could not rec- recommend this movie more. Yeah. It is hilarious. If you love bad horror, you will love this movie. Please recommend more of these types of movies. I just, I love it. Yeah. Five out of five. That's our first combined Five out of five. five. It is. It is. So, yeah, this is now what to beat. Yes, exactly. Uh, Do you have any alternate titles? The best I had was Voyeurism, the artist behind the painting. Okay. (laughs) That makes it sound more interesting. (laughs) Well, I mean, I feel like the, I mean, while the bed was eating and stuff, you know, he the, was just collecting the, rings. The He was collecting rings and just, he recounted a lot of sexual activity on that bed. He seemed more drawn to the sexual activity. That, and so he seems highly voyeuristic. Oh, yeah. He was in there definitely horned out the whole time. <laughs> the, only, the only one I had was just deathbed, the bed that eats chicken. <laughs> <laughs> they should have focused more on that. Everybody shows up with a bucket of chicken. And they're like, where did it go? <laughs> yeah, like the bed that the just bones like. The still here. 
It's like, it's whenever people go there, it doesn't eat people. It just eats whatever they like bring with them. Like you see it rummaging through someone's purse for like stray mints and candies. Yeah. Like <laughs> The bed that stole our snacks. That would be awesome too. That would be hilarious. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. So I think that will uh, bring to a close our discussion of Deathbed, the bed that eats. Yeah, sadly. Thanks again to Josh from Four Nerds by Nerds. Yes, our for good friend helping Josh. us dissect this <laughs> whatever the hell it was. Yes, that was a lot of fun. We'll have to have him back on the show. Yeah, let's talk about what we're watching for our next episode. So, Matt, do you want to tell us what we're watching and give us a description? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I guess. So, next time we will be watching... The 1981 sci-fi horror movie, Galaxy of Terror. The synopsis is, a rocket ship lands on hostile terrain where monsters devour unwary space explorers. Edward Albert plays the leader of an Earthborn mission investigating mysterious disappearances in this sci-fi horror tale. It sounds exciting. It is very 80s. It seems quite inspired by Alien. And but not nearly as no, good. It's not. Uh, let's take a listen to a clip from Galaxy of Terror. Xerxes, a small world on the fringes of occupied space. I am Mitri, the interpreter of the signs, the oracle of the game. I play at the bidding of the all-powerful one, Planet Master of Xerxes. Master, we have lost all contact with the Remus. First the hyperwave, and now even the bioscans show nothing. Location? Morganthus. We don't know why they landed there. Morganthus. At last. You would do that. Such risk. It has been too long. I'm tired of waiting. Death will surround you. It is the only way. A terrible way. But sure. Yes, Master? Put together a Class 3 ship with normal exploratory and defense equipment. You will command the rescue mission. I will personally select the crew. They are not to be informed of this. Yes, Master. Now, old woman, leave me. The waiting is over. I play alone. Galaxy of Terror is available on HBO Max. It is also on YouTube with Spanish subtitles. (laughs) Right, so if you don't mind the (laughs) Spanish subtitles. La la Galaxia del Terror. Del Terror. Um, But it it is there. If you don't have HBO or Max. <laughs> it's the same thing. I think you can have some regular HBO still, and I think it's on there. Oh, sure. okay. I was like, it's HBO Max. That, that's how where we see it. So, yeah. Um, but also YouTube for everybody else. Go yeah. watch it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. It in the mean- bad. In the meantime... You can catch up on any old episodes that you've missed or go check out Four Nerds by Nerds, like Josh, our guest. Like Josh. Like Josh, our guest. (laughs) Be like him. Check out his show. (laughs) He checks it out all the time.
Hi. <laughs> well, and it's actually Josh and Ben, but Ben wasn't able to be on the show. Correct. Um, he wasn't so he's, allowed. He's he was dead forbidden. To both of us. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and and also hit us up on our socials, especially... Our social security uh, numbers? Sorry. Hit us up on our social medias. Trendy people just call them socials. And you would know that if you were the person who handled our socials, but you're not. Yeah. Um, we're on Facebook, Twitter, at So Horrified. We love getting recommendations. So, in fact, Galaxy of Terror was suggested to us from... Karma Hartley on Twitter. Thank you. Yeah, and um, last the the this episode's movie, Deathbed, was recommended to us by a Twitter um, person. Oh my god, who was recommended <laughs> you, to someone? You opened up a box. <laughs> you didn't write their name down. Not in this notebook. It's in my other one. Oh no, from this um, Deathbed was actually suggested to us uh, as well. By a Twitter follower um, from the Streaming Thoughts podcast. Uh, and so a big thank you to them for this idea and to Tarma Hartley for next week's or Should next episode. We'd be thanking them for making us watch this. Well, I guess. Yes, our, our lives I are love for this it. movie. Yes, I want them to recommend like a thousand more things. Um, I loved it. But yeah, definitely give us your recommendations. Just remember, we only do bad horror or so bad it's good horror, but not. Not like movies that are meant to be comedy laughing at itself, like making fun of the horror genre and not your favorite horror movie because (laughs) we've gotten a lot of that where they're like, this is my favorite horror. You have to watch this or whatever. And it has like seven stars on IMDb. It's like, that's not what we do, man. (laughs) Five and below (laughs) and below 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. So hit us up. We want to hear from you. Let us know what you're, what you think about our episodes. Um, And we can give you a shout out on the show even. And it will change your life. This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net.